Hello. Thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode of Yakety Yak, the podcast about voiceover and voiceover acting. I'm your host, Billy Heening. For today's episode, I was actually hoping to uh, have a phone interview with one of my really good friends named Stephen Sapp, who lives in Tennessee. He and I actually went to the same high school, and we were both in the play Diary of Anne Frank together our senior year. And I was going to call him and ask him if he would you know, go over some of the things he remembers about actually speaking on stage and using his diaphragm and projecting his voice so the entire audience can hear it without the use of a microphone. I've been to a play probably just once in the past 15 years, and they were using microphones. I was just like, oh, well, I guess they don't really have to worry about projecting or, or anything like that. But regardless, I was unable to figure out the, the way to, to connect a phone call with this audio mixer and stuff. I'm still kind of new to this, and I'm kind of winging it by myself today. So if Steve's listening out there, sorry, buddy, I'll try to figure out what we can do to, to get it where you can call in, or at least I can share a voicemail or something. Okay, well, moving on to the rest of the podcast, I'd like to talk about some tips for beginning voiceover actors, which includes me. So I'm right there with you. So let's say you've decided to go ahead and pursue a career in voiceover acting. The first thing you want to do is start to figure out the clientele, the people that need voiceovers done. A lot of these jobs can be found online, and they range anywhere from radio commercials, TV commercials, animation, audiobook recording, industrial voiceovers. So like, say, a company hires you to record their safety manual or something that can be downloaded later on by their employees. That's a, that's a job. That's a voiceover job. And even if you want to do your own podcast, which it seems like everybody and their mother has one today, which is great. These are all things you can do with voiceover acting talent. And honestly, I don't think you need to have a great voice to be a voiceover artist. Uh, there's all sorts of people with all sorts of uh, voice types that do voiceover acting and work in the field. So you don't have to sound really, really, really cool. You just got to be dedicated. Figure out what you're trying to do. The next step is practice. If you were anything like me, at first you hated to hear the sound of your own voice when it was played back to you. It's surreal. It's weird. Do I really sound like that? It's very bizarre to hear your own voice spoken back to you, especially if you're not used to it. So what I recommend is if you're interested in voiceover is to practice. Most people have a smartphone and it comes with a microphone. So all you really have to do is just hit record and talk into your phone and then play it back to you. There's all sorts of things you can read to yourself. You can read your favorite book. You can read from a comic book that has lots of inflection and, and exclamation points. You can read anything and just practice. And after you start to get used to the sound of your own voice, you'll learn how you have your own inflections, where you breathe, where you tend to pause. So that part's really, really easy to do. It's not hard at all. What I like to do, especially when I'm driving, is I'll be listening to the radio, and after they say a sentence, I'll try to repeat back the sentence like they said it. Or if I see a street sign or, or something, a sign on the side of the road, I'll try to say it out loud. Any chance that I can say things out loud when nobody can hear me, it's a good way to practice. Another tip I'd recommend is watch cartoons. Watch cartoons. I know it's silly if you're an adult having to watch cartoons, but cartoons are, are neat in the fact that the actors are able to cram a lot of emotion into some, like a very short piece. Like with an animation, you might have characters that fly into a rage and then start crying or, you know, they're manic. They're maybe superheroes or, or anything like that. Listen to the cartoons and then try to talk like that. If you have a DVR or if you stream the services, you could always rewind it and, and do it again. It's not that difficult. So the, these first two tips are really, really easy to do if you want to get into voiceover acting. And there's lots of other easier things you can do, like watching webinars on YouTube or, or going to specific podcasts or voice acting, kind of like this one, that has a lot more experience and that can, and can give you and impart that wisdom 
that you'll need to succeed. You can also find a coach. I'm not sure how expensive that would be, but if you knew someone that was already in the industry and was willing to give you a couple free lessons or tips, or maybe take you into their studio and show you what to do, that's always worth trying. Another part of voice acting is reading from a script. You'll be getting scripts and they impart all the information you'll need to voice the character or the narration or whatever it is you're gonna have to read. If it's like a, a movie script, you kinda wanna make it as conversational as possible. You don't wanna sound like you're reading from a script with another person. Now, some of that may depend on the chemistry between you and the other person when you're reading the script, but conversational is the way you wanna go with something like that. Conversely, on the flip side of that, you might be reading a narration for something industrial, say like a company has hired you to read their manual and you'll want to be as articulate and detailed as possible as you read. So you definitely want to recognize your intonation and that's how your voice rises and falls as you speak. It's kind of like the cadence at the end of a sentence. A lot of times you'll hear the joke about valley girls that always end things in the question. That can be very distracting if you're talking like that. You kind of want to follow the rules of grammar even when you're speaking. And intonation can change depending on the region or culture. It could change going in from the south up to the north. It, it really depends on the person. You want to focus on phrasing. So you want to be able to read a sentence with as little bumbling as possible. Sometimes there are certain words that run together or make it difficult to separate. For example, yesterday I was doing a, a practice news spot for my video class, and the name of my segment was Science and Entertainment News Break. I kept having trouble saying science and entertainment because my words wanted to turn to science and entertainment. There's no and in there. It's science and entertainment. That's one word. That's, that's mush. So you, you want to be, be careful about how you phrase your words and enunciate and pause in between words and sentences. And some other tips for reading from a script is you want to stay relaxed. When I say relaxed, you want your body to be relaxed. You don't want to be tensed up with your back arched or your stomach's stomach clenched and tightened. Breathe slowly and let your body just kind of be relaxed, calm, and, and focused. Also, definitely read the script first. You don't want to do a blind read and start hitting record immediately. You want to take a few dry runs to figure out where to pause, where to inflect, where to enunciate. So definitely read the script first. And also, it may help you to move your body around if you're speaking like I know a lot of people talk with their hands. And if that helps you, then by all means, do it. No one's going to see you do it. So if that helps you, do it. On my next episode, I'll dive more into the technical aspects of setting up like a home studio, getting your equipment together, how to actually record a session, and then how to send out demos, how to contact an agent, and then maybe hopefully get some money. That's the whole point of this, isn't it? Which brings me to this part of the podcast where I actually tell you I got my first paying gig. It's nothing big, not even a lot of money, but I'll be reading from a script that somebody sent me and then I'm gonna send it back to them. And even if it's not a lot of money, it's experience, and it's something you could put on your resume someday, because every little bit counts. Alrighty, friends, well, thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when I talk more about how to set up your studio and get your first paying job. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look up VOGuyBilly, or you can email me directly at VOGuyBilly at gmail.com. Thanks, and have a wonderful day.